Welcome to the Life After Kids podcast with Drs. Brooke and Lynn. We're getting real, raw, and vulnerable on all things midlife. We're sharing our friendship of over 20 years, and we're having honest conversations about our struggles and what it really takes to live a meaningful life after kids. So brew your coffee or steep your tea and pull up a chair. Let's have a chat. Together, we'll rewrite the next chapter in Show Midlife Who's Boss. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Life After Kids with Doctors Brooke and Lynn. I'm Dr. Brooke. And I'm Dr. Lynn. Thank you so much for joining us today, ladies. Welcome. We are talking all things in midlife, life after kids. And this week, we're talking about something that's really important for our longevity and living a long and vibrant life, which is everything we're all about here in this community. We're talking about epigenetics. Ooh, scary science term. Yeah, it sounds like a big term. I don't know. I wonder how many of you know, have heard the term. I feel like it's more, it's more becoming common. more popularized. It's we'll more common. down because it's not scary. It just means epi means above. And then genetics, of course, most of us know is our genetic code or what we're, um, our gene expression. So epigenetics is really about our environment, which would be above our genes, having more influence than we think sometimes. And, and, and often it can have more influence over our genetic expression because our environment can direct our genes to express different things. That's right. Yeah. And so this is the thing. I think we can get trapped in thinking, oh, well, why do I, why am I going to bother working on my health? Why am I going to bother doing this? It is what it is. It all comes down to genes and I have a bad gene pool or I have a good gene pool or look what happened to my parents or whatever you tell yourself. When we talk about epigenetics, what we know is that just because you carry a certain gene for something does not mean that you're ever going to express that gene and express it in a harmful way to your health because we have all these things that are, like you said, above the genetics that affect whether things will be expressed or not. That's so great. So like just in concrete example, many of us know have a mother or grandmother that have had breast cancer, or we've tested for the gene uh, for breast cancer. And the truth is, is even if you have that, it's not a hundred percent, you know, probability that you're going to get that um, progression Just shoot for the fence with that. Yes, bat swing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a home run that you're going to, that you're going to, that your genes are going to express that because right. the in- environment is so influential in what our genes express. So genes can load the gun, but lifestyle is what pulls the trigger. So you do have control in that piece. Right. Yeah. And we, you've said that expression before, and it's so important. And I think it's important that we continue to circle back to this because as I've said, and I've said this many times in health talks that I've given to patients over the years in my office, that this should empower you. We have so much agency over our health and even over our aging. We have so much power and say over what the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years is going to look like. And epigenetics is a perfect example of this, right? Um, and so this is why let, let's you know really talk through this and make sure that you all understand that it isn't, you know, we go into, you know, you go to your PCP you have your checkup, your wellness check, whatever. And what questions are you getting asked anytime you fill out a form? Do you, you, do you have a family? Yes. Or do you have a family, family history, history of diabetes, stroke, 
heart attack, blah, 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 cancer. And why, I'm not negating any of those questions or those types of things because they are important and it is important, important to know your history, but that doesn't mean it's ever going to play out the same way for you. Now, I used to tell patients and have this conversation well, yeah, but look at the look at the family history. This person had just let's just take obesity. The, the grandparents were overweight. The parent like it was passed down through generations, or heart attack passed down through generations. Of course, it's genetics. Well, not necessarily. Sometimes it's because you have learned behaviors and learned lifestyles, mm. and it's those lifestyle or environmental things that you've grown up with that you just have adopted over the years that's affecting your health and not not your genes. Absolutely. You know, and so, and let's just have a quick conversation about like, just about our bodies and what you said. It's so important to talk about this because this is you learning about your body. Yes. In a way that maybe you're not learning when you turn on the TV or when you read the newspaper. And the the truth is, is that Dr. Brooke and I, I mean, we've spent years in this work, but some of our confidence in sitting here and, and knowing choices that are right for our body and for our family is because of all of this accumulated knowledge that we dove into learning about our body. And I don't say that to you to pose us as like some experts. I say that to you to say, you can do that too. Even if you don't get a doctorate or a degree in it, you can learn about your body because there's so much empowerment in learning. The body is miraculous. It It is. is wondrous. And when you learn about just how much is going on and how much intelligence there is for all of these bodily processes to happen. Oh, then you understand and know at a deeper level how delicate it is when you introduce and interfere with something from the environment that is harmful. So it becomes a bigger why to you. And it's, you know, because you, we all go to the parties and I've been there and I think they know me in my community. They're like, oh, she's not going to eat anything or whatever <laughs> she brings. I don't know if I want to eat that. It's like no gluten, no dairy, no taste, it's you know, so true. which is not true. Cause some of that no. food is really good. I'm a good cook. Yes. Oh my but, gosh. For sure. <laughs> but you know, I think what it is about is most of us do understand we need to make better choices, mm-hmm. but we need more rooting in why so that when we get out into those social social situations, we really know the impact, the the long-term why, and we feel confident in making that choice because yes. we know it's healthier for us and for our families. Yeah, it's true. It all co- always comes back to the why or the leverage, like the importance of doing the task. Otherwise, you know, why, you know, we, you hear, I hear this from so many people that's like, I just want to, you know, like I'm, in this phase of life, I just want to enjoy myself. I want to do like, mm-hmm. I don't want to worry about what I'm eating. I don't want to worry about how I, you know, and whatever those things donut. are, I just yeah. want to have fun, which yes, I want to have fun too. But when you really understand that those choices that you make daily on, and let's just go back and talk about this epigenetics and we should talk, talk to everybody about what those things are that control our genes, right? Because when you know the impact they can have on your health, Now you're going to, I would think, want to make better choices because, and we've talked about this before, I don't care if I'm 80 years old and I I don't want to be 80 and not be able to move around my house and go up and down my stairs and live a vibrant and fun, active life. And we do have a say over what that's going to look like. And even if you haven't started till now, as you said, our bodies are so adaptable and capable 
um, it, they're designed to heal and be well, and it is never too late to start. The things that you can unprogram and come back from and unwind is it's remarkable. I've seen it. I've seen it with patients all the time. Like so, so good. So well said. Um, yeah. I mean, let's, so let's talk about this. So yep. let's talk about some of the behaviors. Um, and then, you know, just re- remembering that epigenetics is the study um, of how that behavior in that environment can affect us, but the behaviors are what bring that down to a daily level and are the things that, like you said, the leverage, what's the leverage? Um, and in the moment, yeah, that donut tastes good. I think this is the point I was wanting to start with, but what choose your fun, right? Because yeah, yeah it's not, I'm not, it's not to say you're never going to eat a donut again, right? But you can't eat a donut every third day, guys. You can't. Yeah. You just can't. If you well, want to be, you can, that's your, cho- your choice, right. but choose your fun, right? So right. your fun is either now in eating the donut or it's, you're going to stay in your house when you're 80 yeah. and you're not going to be in, you know, maybe dependent or a burden on your family. You're going to be more vibrant and, you know, things can happen and we don't have control over all of it, but it's more likely if you maintain your blood sugar to good yes. levels, uh, which we'll talk about, I'm sure with, yes. with that. And it's more likely if you maintain your flexibility and control your environment to a certain extent. Yes. So many moms in the Life After Kids community are seeking more purpose now that their kids are grown. But over and over again, we hear this one thing. I don't know where to start. That's why we created the Life After Kids Goals Framework and User's Guide. It's the one tool you need to design your new chapter, and it will show you where to start. The best part is it's free. Use the link go.lifeafterkids.com forward slash goals framework to get yours now. That's go.lifeafterkids.com forward slash goals framework. Let's get started redesigning our life today. Yeah. And let's just, let's just, we're going on a tangent and that's okay. Just real quick, because, um, this is the thing you mentioned the donut and it feels good in the moment. You're right. But what's it doing to your health? And here's what I'm here to tell you. When we're talking about epigenetics and the things that affect your genes and your genetic makeup and what types of disease might come upon your body, sugar, high doses of sugar is about the, is one of the worst. And I'm not saying to never have it. That's silly. We need to enjoy ourselves too, but listen, it affects, put your weight aside for a second, the way you look, let's just talk about your health, sugar, it's inflammatory, it leads to diabetes, it leads to heart issues, ladies, it leads to Alzheimer's and dementia, mm. it, that's a fact, nothing it drives me more crazy, affects your hormones, oh, every, hormones. all of those things, and we don't, why do we not see, why do we not want to talk about this or see this as a society, case in point, brought this up and now it's making me angry. I was, so we're still in April and just a couple weeks ago, I was touring colleges with my son and the colleges, they're all great. I'm not throwing anyone under the bus, nor the kids. The kids were out. They had a big tent, some of the college students, and they were raising money and awareness for Alzheimer's an Alzheimer's nonprofit. They were selling donuts. How have we not yet made this connection? Like we're selling the thing. It's like junior diabetes selling the chocolate bars. 
It's <laughs> that's a I real mean, J- is, JDRF. They this, sell chocolate bars. And, right. And what I'm it's saying is congruent is what it is. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's why we need to have this conversation. Cause I don't even, I don't even think that there's, we don't, we're not making this connection enough. We're not talking about this enough. We're not, we, for some reason as a society, we'll look at all the treatments once it's happened, but mm-hmm. we're not talking enough about what can we do to stop it from happening. So we're putting all the, and believe me, the money needs to go to those organizations, but we're For putting sure. all so this money charities. and all this talk and all of this information into what can we do after the fact, but let's talk about what we can do before the fact. Yeah. It's almost if that, and you know, they say this a lot that, you know, if we really want a cure, then we need to look at the cause. Yes. Right. So yes, treatments after the fact are amazing, but that's like plugging a bucket that's got leaks all over, Right. you know, um, you know, instead of you just, you're just plugging one hole, right. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to plug the whole thing or get a new bucket Yeah. <laughs> really. And that's what we need. We knew we need a new paradigm because sugar is a very widely accepted drug. And listen, I'm a hypocrite. If I say, sit here and say, I don't have, you know, sugar cravings and I don't want the donut. I don't eat the donut, but I, I eat other things that probably have sugar in it. Yeah. But I do know that we have to get blood sugar under control. And cause that is the one thing if we're, cause here's the deal. Epigenetics can work both ways. You maybe don't have genes that are, you maybe don't have the breast cancer gene, but if you live a very toxic lifestyle, if you live a very stressful, if you have a lot of emotional load, if you bring in a lot of body products yeah. that are full of toxins that interfere with our lymphatic system and our abilities to detox, right. then epigenetics can work against you. hundred well. percent. It can go either way. It can determine whether an, a, a good gene is going to express itself. Good quotes. You're not yeah. seeing my hands if you're only listening or bad genes, right? And so let's go through because we're we're unpacking so many things here, but things that affect the genes, the things that epigenetics are researching. So there are things like what we eat, which we just touched on with the donut, um, how we manage our stress, our thoughts, right? Yes. How we move our body. Absolutely. Sleep. Yep. yep. What else am I missing? Uh emotional just health and well-being because right. you mentioned connection. That, stress I guess that yeah love and connection love and connection feeling, yeah all, all, of, all those of those things. things and these again once again are things that we have control over so we we can't control what I don't can't control my genetic makeup that was done when my parents came together but I can't <laughs> you control, were there but you you <laughs> I was doing what you were however that, that goes that I can't control but instead of focusing, and this is how I try to lead my lead my life, instead of focusing on the things that I cannot control, what are what can I control? Yeah. And the things I can control are these lifestyle habits that we just talked yeah. about, and they have a huge impact on our genetic on our genes, ex, our gene expression, and the way we're going to age and our health. And I have a suspicion because we have a lot of anxiety in this country right now. We have a lot of anxiety oh, well, disorders yeah. and a lot of depression. And sure. there's lots of reasons for that. But I do think that one piece of some of that anxiety for women our age is that we really don't understand the body and we know we're, we're scared. We're yeah. scared of getting older because we know and we've seen it happen in our friends and family that people get old and sick and um. So taking control of your environment is a way for you to know that, again, you don't have control over the quantity, but you can have more control over the quality. And when you do feel a little bit more in control, when you 
have things a little more dialed in, you not only have better energy yeah. when you're doing all those things, eating better, moving better, um, you know, you handle your emotions better and you're going to be less anxious or fearful in, in many cases. Yep. About what's going to Absolutely. happen. Yeah. I think that this is the, yes, everything you said, I agree with a hundred percent. And it's just, just such an important thing to talk about. Cause once again, as we age, we need to know these things. We need to have a focus here. We need to have a focus on what we're putting in our mouth. We, and there's a reason for it. And the reason extends beyond what's my weight or how do I look in my clothes mm-hmm. or how do I look in a bathing suit? That frankly, yeah. like, That's I don't care about what like, right? That left us, I mean, not that we don't care because no. we do care. But. We, and we've talked about when you look better, you feel better, but the what looks good to you is different for everyone. This is a conversation around how, um, healthy what do you want your health to look like yeah and how do you want to age and I think when you know better you do better right so some of us need to just implement a few of these things right. whether if it's if you're not moving then start moving or if you're not eating cruciferous vegetables which are like things like broccoli and cauliflower and the green stuff starting eating that and when you add some things in instead of taking things out and you notice differences that gives you, which I love your word leverage, right? And the leverage is when you know the difference and you know that you feel better when you do that, it's like, why would you ever stop yeah. doing that? And we do, we fall off the wagon because you know, those it's, it happens, it happens, but then we fall off the wagon almost every time we travel. Yeah, it happens, <laughs> which is part of the fun of travel. Yeah. Um, just Getting to give yourself a break and home. having moments to, you know, enjoy, enjoy, relax, indulge, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, the other thing here that I just, I, I want to mention in case you're still like ha- wrapping your brain around this topic is if you've heard of these tests that so many people are doing now, like the 23andMe, right? These are genetic testing that you can pay for. You send in a blood sample and they'll give you a full genetic reading on just about everything you can think of. So a lot of functional medicine doctors will do this, but you can do this on your own. There's other companies too. I can't think of the names right now. Do you know of any of them? Uh-huh. I don't know. But the point, my point here is, is you might go, well, why are we doing those tests anyway? Why do I want to know that? Well, the reason why these tests have become so, um, mainstream more mainstream yeah popularized i guess you could say is because when you know what that readout is you can they can give you steps and they will give you print out steps of what you can do to manage those genes Mm. because otherwise why would you right here's the conversation why would you want to know right but if you see that and go okay i have the gene and this could end up this could come up for me i carry this gene for whatever it is, I don't detox well, let's say, and that could lead to health issues down the road. Okay, well, what can I bring into my life that's going to help me open up those pathways or help me, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if if I have, and you may know this just from family members, but if you have, and I happen to have family members that have suffered with dementia and Alzheimer's, you better get real serious about how you manage your sugar. Yeah. It just, so I don't say that to be mean or to be, um, scare anybody or what, anything like that, but it just, it's the truth. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, when we say you should never eat the donut, you really should never eat the donut. I mean, because, and here, here's the deal. Here's the bad news. There's good news and bad news, but we were never, we were never supposed to eat that. Yeah. You know, so sugar cane came along as a crop. And 
it's it was meant to be chewed on right and eaten really? with some fiber yeah I mean when they grew it but and then they just it only grew in certain countries and then now of course they brought it throughout the world and then they take it and they refine yeah. it and they concentrate it and then they put it in these foods and it's very to so it's very damaging it is and it's damaging to your brain and to so many aspects and you know I hate to demonize it but it is the one thing that you probably there's not much redeeming about sugar yeah on the good side because I promised there was some good news yes where is it (laughs) hit hit me with it so I can see tonight There, so it's just, again, choose your fun. So it's just about shifting your mindset. If you used to think the donut was fun, you just have to retrain yourself. It's all about reprogramming, find a healthier treat. And you have to, you know, back out of some of those foods so that your taste buds recover and, and heal. And they start to yeah. taste a little better. Cause it's the other thing okay. sugar can damage that, but um, you can find healthier treats that are still satisfying, still yeah. create some pleasure and joy. So that's the good news. Yeah. I feel like this video should now be, or this podcast should now be called <laughs> the donut video, <laughs> the donut episode. Um, but it's true. And and on, on top of just the sugar, because, and you should go back to past, past episodes on our blog, because we've talked about how to, if you're, when you eat sugar, how to eat it in a healthier way. So there are ways to go around it. And honestly, if you're having some sugar that's in a more whole food form and it's organic, that's a different story. But with a donut, you've also got the added benefit of it being fried in fat that's horrible for you. Like there's just so many layers to that, right? I mean, it's not like I don't have a flourless all natural chocolate cake from time to time. And I know it's loaded with sugar, but you're picking the lesser of the evils at least. And I'm not doing that all the time. The better, worse choice. And and you're keeping it for a treat, which is once a week or so. Right. Yeah. And then it tastes, or it's even, it tastes even, even better. Yeah. 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 So, but let's, so we've talked about, so when it comes to eating, right. Eating was one of the things, the things we put in our mouth, obviously now we've told you, we've beaten you over the head with <laughs> low sugar is important. <laughs> so let's move away from there. Let's talk about moving your body. What just, just a quick snippet. Cause we're running out of time, but like just yeah. move your body I every mean, day. Yeah. Just, just what I read today. I mean, exercise, it, you know, so we have genes called oncogenes, which are genes that turn on and turn off proliferation of cells, which is basically the base of cancer and yep. exercise will turn those off. I mean, it is that powerful. They will turn off the genes that make cancer. And that is why wow. exercise. Did you just read that? I haven't seen yeah, that. Yeah. Like that's today amazing. or, you know, um, today or yesterday. So yep. just very appropriate for this time. So you know, that's why they always say if you begin exercising at the 30% less chance or whatever, it's, so I mean, it's actuarial. There are, it's very, it's very true for so many reasons. One, because it's just, you're moving your lymph and your lymph is a way of get, to get rid of t- toxins. Yep. And we need to also dump out the bad things if yep. we want to stay healthy and keep our genes healthy, keep our bodies healthy. Um, but also because, you know, uh, building muscle and um, keeping a, a lean ratio, a leaner ratio. Yeah. So good. And, and we've talked about this in past episodes. So go back to our website, but, um, that doesn't have to look like, especially if you're just getting started that you need to be in a gym pumping iron all day long. This could be going for a daily walk. It just move your body every day in some way, shape or form. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think current thinking is even more so that that's better that if you go down to the gym and try it. Yeah. 
And especially at our age, if you try to hammer out, like, and, and you think you got to keep up with those CrossFitters or something Maybe that may much. not be, that might be overtraining for you yep. and throwing your hormones out of balance. Actually, yeah. even if you're thinking you're doing a good thing, it's more likely that a healthier program for you is to just keep moving throughout the week, doing a variety of different things yep. that keep you strong and flexible. Yep. Um, thought life and stress management. Yeah. Cause the other piece of that is really what we think and how we handle our stress and our emotions and what we tell ourselves we bring about, you know? So I'm, I mean, our brain is so powerful and our thoughts are incredibly powerful. So, you know, and also if you are in a state of stress, then you can't be in a place of growth and repair Yeah, because you have two different nervous systems. Oh gosh, that's so good. Right. Yeah. And the, if you're in the stress nervous system, then it, your body thinks you're being chased by a tiger and it's trying to keep you alive. So it's pumping more blood sugar out into your body and it's, you know, doing all of the things like raising cortisol, which in, inhibits your immune response and yeah. keeps you kind of, uh, you know, so you've got to get out of that. You've got to turn off um, those stressful activities as much as you can and try to switch out of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's a whole, I don't, I don't, we don't have time today to go into, we've, we've have had separate talks on stress management, but just to tell you in the lens of epigenetics, how important it is to your health. And if you are feeling really emotionally unbalanced or, you know, your mental health is suffering or you're overly stressed, it's time to just be aware that it's affecting your physical health yeah. too and the way you age and there, there are steps that you need to take. Um, there's just so much to unpack there. Yeah. I mean, meditation, breath work is just a nice place to start. Yeah. Something simple that, just to yeah, quiet your mind. Calms you, calms your nervous system, just brings you back to a state of love yeah. and, you know, stimulates that oxytocin, which is going to kind of without getting too scientific, that's the yeah. hormone that trumps yeah. the stress hormones and help you bring, bring exactly. It it's the, yeah. love, it's the and that goes hormone. back to connection with yeah. other people and Absolutely. making sure you're developing just a hug. cultivating friendships yeah. and getting relationship with your spouse or, or partner mm -hmm. and all of those things. And then sleep that goes without saying too, that's too big of a topic to dive into right now. It's a separate topic, but if you're not sleeping well, you need to give that some love and attention too, because it does affect, it affects your aging and your overall health without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. And we break down, as you mentioned, each of those topics to see how can I get better sleep? How can yeah, I- Yeah, we have so much information this on conversation that. conversation is just more of a coming back to the why and, and helping exactly. you find that leverage for you to take some action around that. Yeah. Those places. Yeah. But at a minimum, as we wrap up, just bringing it back full circle, <laughs> bring it home. The answer is not, I might I throw my hands up in the air. I just have bad genes. I'm doomed. <laughs> that is not your answer. If that was your go-to, sure, you're going to have to get that Screw out it. of your mind. Yeah. And we're going to have to start being like intentional about what we can do yeah. to age well, because we have the power. We have, the, we're stronger yeah. than we think. And we have the power to age well and vibrantly and energetically and like and we, this next phase should be our best phase. And we all want that. We just get overwhelmed and it's normal and it happens to me and it happens to you, Dr. Sure. Brooke, and it might be happening to you listening, but you know, just do the one thing. If you can't do 12 things, just do the start one, one thing. thing. Yeah. And then if you have time, do the second thing, you know, right. just start somewhere. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Ladies, thanks as always for joining us. You can find us on our website, www.lifeafterkids.com, Instagram, TikTok. Why I'm a broken record. Is that no, why? It's so good. <laughs> Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook, 
Um, and we are always, as always, here for you and we want conversation. The community is the most important thing. So, you know, don't hesitate to reach out, DM us, email us, whatever it is, but keep in touch and let us know what you want to hear. Love it. So yeah, go have a, the best week and show midlife who's boss. Thanks again for listening to Life After Kids. When you have a moment, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you liked our conversation, hit follow and share it with a friend. For more on Life After Kids, go to www.lifeafterkids.com. We'll be back every Sunday, and we hope you will too. Until next time. 